And we are back! It's the G.I. Joburg Talking Joe Smash-Up coming at you talking about catalogs. We're unbreaking, unbreaking? We're breaking down the 1991 Benelux catalog this evening. I'm in a very dimly lit room, but I'm not alone. I'm joined by my main partner in crime, Paul from G.I. Joburg. Hey, Paul. Hey, everybody. And those two handsome strangers at the bottom two boxes are none other than Ben Flying Retro. Hey, Ben. Come on! I'm pumped to be here today. It's been a long time coming. The builders have finally left and I can record, hopefully, good quality audio. And his main man, it's Chiefy Two Shoes. Bam, bam, bam! <laughs> Just into his house. Um, it's yeah. a Mario t-shirt, is that today? It is, yeah, and it's got like, yeah. the, 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 it's made up of images of all things, you know, like ghosts and stars and mushrooms and stuff, making up the image. Lovely. Very Never cool had you as a big Mario guy, but it's good to see. And as I said at the top of this video, we are breaking down the 1991 Benelux catalogue. Images very, very gratefully received by our buddy in the Netherlands, Snowcat Ron. Uh, He's not only providing high quality scans to us, but also, latest breaking news, these images are going to find their way onto 3D Joes. Ron has been in contact with Carson Metaxas. And we are going to, uh, I suppose, make history and chronicle these awesome, awesome images and put them there for posterity forever. But hey, you heard it first on G.I. Joburg. Uh, first up, gentlemen, we have a little bit of unfinished business. Ah, uh, something from the last session of these vids, um, our three-part breakdown of the 1990 catalog. We have one image that we missed and a translation that we also missed. So if I can just direct you to Tiger Cat. Tiger Cat, yeah? Got it. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm. It is indeed. And we love Roblox's uh, helmet. We love that helmet. Because you never know when you might need to crouch down and hide from a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, tiger like better not be a male tiger. <laughs> now, quick question here. Who's driving that? Is it? Oh, it's dusty, isn't it? He needs to get that goddamn um, windscreen wiper. When you wiper say dusty, on. you mean no? It's I not mean dusty, it's a dusty. dusty. It's a dusty shield. Yeah. Um, now, did he come? Did that tiger cat come with a tiger tiger-fied frostbite? Must have done. It, it did. Like tiger force. And they even re- they recolored his hair to like um, I think orange. Okay. Can I just say, I think they should have made it more realistic and they should have had that wiper. They should have had a streak across it, like a clean patch. And um, you should mention that. That would be really cool, though. But the toy does, Ben. Clearly, you didn't have a snow cat or tiger cat in your collection because. No, no, but they should have done it for this. I mean. Okay, kept it clean. uh, clean. Mm. For the image. Yeah, for the image, as if it was going. So dirty all around because. Uh, um, Missed a trick. Hey, can there I just say, I don't like how they've got um, Psych out posed. He's not posed very well. There is he. He's going to fall off yeah. in a second now. Looks exactly. Bit, it, it's it's when vanilla. You're not actually holding on mm. to the vehicle. It's like it mm. betrays the, the suspension of disbelief if they are actually reliant on the foot pegs. Mm. But the translation reads as follows. Cobra's latest contrivance, blowing up the suspension bridge over which the express train needs to go. They're after the gold of the National Bank that is hidden in the safe car. But Psychart smells a rat. Immediately, Roadblock, Heavy Machine Gunner, and Tripwire Explosive Specialist rushed off to the Tiger Cat to defuse the bridge. 
Frostbite, the Tiger Cat driver, doesn't like detours. He drove straight through the large swamp, just a little more throttle, and the armored vehicle's on solid ground again. And now with full speed to the bridge, which could explode at any moment. So it's like, did Cobra rob the bank in Argentina or? <laughs> I know, right? Where is the swamp? And, and Tripwire seems to be clearing the path of mines, which is something that isn't evident in the text. So like, this is a situation where the accompanying copy kind of jibes with the image. I'd much rather this be like the Joes make a slow crawl through the dense jungle, you know, moving very, very deliberately and slowly uh, checking out any booby traps, something to or, that effect. Or there might not be mines. That just might be how he carries his mine detector. Nah, he's <laughs> mining. Yeah. He can tell. Yeah. He's no one carries it. As well. Yeah. Look at that lovely shadow on a roadblock there. It's wicked. Yeah, it's cool. The shadow, yeah. the pose. Terrific. Even, even the shadow on the um, tiger cat is really cool. I like that um, like sort of hit, like bloom on the on the tiger cat. That bloom lighting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, Would yeah, this be in danger of rocketing to the top spot, gentlemen, of our uh, initial 1990 breakdown? It would be right up there because mm. this this particular setup was uh, we really got pumped about, didn't we? Mm. Um, yeah, it's cool. At least this doesn't have Chief's weird tree issue that uh, one of the other images was plagued by. This right. is all very yeah. kind of evident as to what is in the foreground yeah. and what is in the background. Uh, now, flicking over to the tiger fly image, just so that we've got it on record. Cheetah Force. Which one is it? No, uh, Cheetah uh, Force. I should have made that. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. There we go. Psychout has a sixth sense, and besides that, state-of-the-art electronic equipment. With it, he breaks the morale of every enemy. But he also knows how to receive maydays from G.I. Joes in trouble. Duke, who went on patrol all by himself, is stuck in the quicksand. That Duke really isn't afraid of anything, always first in line wherever danger threatens. Psychart has come to his aid with the tiger fly, while Bill, the pilot, has dropped a rope and gently pulls Duke out of the sandbar. The best pilot of the West dealt with this kind of situation before. Now, what I like about this text is it adds further information to what the hell Psychart's specialty deals with and what his equipment is meant to signify. So that I definitely would say is the merits to, to this bit of text. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I could just hear a scout behind me. <laughs> Indeed. Gentlemen, I think we have uh, done all our housekeeping. Shall we crack open 1991's catalogue? Yeah, let's do it. Yes, please do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the front page? <laughs> Boom. Okay, so this yeah. is almost like a different take on the first image from the previous catalogue, isn't it? Correct, Chief. Oh, yeah. But that's cool. I mean... And the text will give us some additional information as to why there are three individualized cobras sort of set up right beneath Voltor. Paul, do you want to give it a stab, brother? Wow, dude. Uh, looking at this... Like, okay, firstly, this is amazing. I love this. Like... What a great use of like a, a a TV packaging card. No, I don't even know if that's it. Maybe maybe they're on trial. Maybe maybe those. I think Steve meant read the text. I I can read it. <laughs> oh, you want to read the text? I've, Jeez, I've sorry, got man. the um I've got the text up. If you want me to take a stab at it. All right, Ben, go for it, man. Okay. Go for it, buddy. Drop the ball. I wanted my appraisal. I apologize. Okay. Never Advantage before. Advantage out of timers. Oh, he cut me off, that mother. 
and no. you weren't going to do the title. Oh, is that the title in bold? Yeah. Okay. From his bunker, Voltar encourages his troops. Tomorrow, we will let the world tremble. Never before demonstrated in the Cobra base. Within barely 10 minutes, everyone was standing ready. The Targats with their trans-atmospheric biosystem. The Annihilators equipped with turbine helicopter packs. And Night Viper with his helmet that houses a directional sound detector. The Alley Vipers and Toxo Viper, Heat Viper, Frag Viper and Norhide are also present at the roll call. Thanks to an iron discipline, Leader Voltar, the most poisonous of all Cobras, can count on his men at all times. Surrounded by his three loyal lieutenants, he makes his devilish plan clear to his terrifying troops to conquer the world. He wants there to be just one law in the world, that of the Cobras. There we oh, go. They are giving Voltar the rub there, aren't they? Yeah. The most poisonous of all the Cobras. <laughs> Plays with birds. <laughs> I like the fact that they're picking him up, though, because, you know, his his prior minorish roles, you know, we're now seeing him as, as some real big threat here. I like that. That's good. A lot of troops there, man. I mean, if you're a kid, you can only dream of troop building to those levels. I mean, I could only ring my mum and tell her to get me another Toxo Viper two, three times. Yeah. Um, but that is was, something yeah. else. I mean, wow. So what's yeah. evident from the text is that at least in this reimagining, Frag Viper, Night Viper, and Heat Viper are individuals. They are Voltar's mm. lieutenants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. I, I, I like that in that, you know, these guys do have very unique equipment. But I wonder why they settled on those three specifically. It's an interesting angle they've chosen here because normally if you've got a big bad in the shot, they're kind of the one uh, more in focus, more more larger imaged, and you've got the mm. troops fanning back behind them. You know, if you ever think of like the Emperor or Darth Vader, they're always in the foreground and you see the troops in the background. But here they've almost done the reverse of that. And I'm not sure it works for me. I think mm. I would have liked to see Voltar bigger in the image. Yeah, I think what's interesting is that if you were going straight from the last catalogue to this image, I mean, this might not continue, but you would probably think, okay, similar levels of quality on display here. Um, interesting to see if, if it can continues. But this does follow on very nicely, doesn't it? Mm. Um, from the previous catalogue, from a quality point of view. But perhaps less so from an artistic point of view. I think I catch yeah. what you're saying there, Chief. Like it's it's less um, art, it's less artfully done. It's a very dead on, squared off angle. Lighting mm -hmm. is doing things, but nothing particularly, as I say, artistic. And what is most evident is like I think even more so than anything in the previous catalog, we're seeing elements that any child could find. Like these mm -hmm. are definitely like. Plas uh, uh, polystyrene or foam inserts for an appliance. It's yeah. so very evident that that's what this is. I don't is. actually love the Toxo Vipers there. Um, I'm not actually that keen. The kind of depth of field vibe going on there. I don't Maybe know. if they were a lot bigger in the, in the frame. Like if we were really getting a worm's eye view onto Voltar, but everyone yeah. is sort of similarly scaled. 
in yeah. this picture. Mm. So thankfully, we do get the insert of Voltar. It's a nice close-up. Yeah, really, really cool. Something, an angle. <laughs> pardon the pun, but it was intended. A different angle that I'd like to bring to the whole proceeding is that when I look at this, I try to see it. Uh, I'm sort of seeing it like a, a like a shot in a film. So I sort of see it either starting at the top with Voltar, and it's a, like a wide shot, and then you kind of well, it's it's a close-in wide, and then it's sort of opening up more and more and more like and revealing more of the army uh, more mm -hmm. of the guys standing there and that's kind of how i see this like i feel like i'm looking at volta and then i'm leading out and i would say like to speak to what ben was saying now with the sort of foreground elements i think it would be cooler if the alley viper if that column of alley vipers and the targets were just if there was just a few more and then they could have made those targets a bit bigger as well because then it would have created this a sense of there being a lot more here than they actually are. They just look and, silly standing there as well. Like, yeah. why would they be in there? Like, we're just going to climb in up there. Maybe it would be more interesting if the um, it, if it was an over the shoulder shot from Voltar's point of view, um, oh, looking down at a sea of troops. Obviously, you're not going to. It would be that's a completely different image, but it might have been more powerful. Hi, Emma. <laughs> are you joking? <laughs> what are you up to? Sneaky. <laughs> Are you going for a walk? You recording? You yeah, we're recording. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> well, we got a lot of images to get through. Should we wrap this one well, up, Chief? Indeed, oh. I do like the fact that Voltaire's vulture has rub on his face. <laughs> that's funny. Even a okay. dead mint sample. Have we um clicked across? Because this for me is okay. Now they've oh, had a meeting. They've they've got the they've got everyone in. They're like, we loved what you did last year, lads. But um, <laughs> we uh, times are tight and budgets are tight, and we just need you to knock out some shots. Because uh, is there a single <laughs> figure here that you think is posed well? Even Shockwave looks funny down there. Yeah, let's um let's let's find out what it's all about. The GI Joe headquarters is in an uproar. Will they save the world from doom? Mutt, where are those explosives? Storm Shadow, don't forget your bow and arrow. Deep Six, focus on the undersea phone cables. The tension is palpable in G.I. Joe headquarters. The G.I. Joes are on to the nefarious plans of the Cobras and are preparing to strike back. They are prepared to go to the extreme, on land, at sea, or in the air. The stakes are insanely high, but the G.I. Joes are equipped with a hefty dose of courage and cleverness. With that, they should be able to make it. Starker, Recall, Lowlight, and Dodger. Come on, we're going to explore the terrain. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, look. Hey, once more with feeling, please. Jeez. <laughs> nice, I love the accent work. That's amazing. You just kind of switched from like your narrator voice to your American, like, yeah, come on, let's go. Excellent. Love but it. no, I do agree with Ben. It's quite static. And I think this was a carryover from the previous one we saw, which was top five material, where they're all in the same room. Um, getting the brief in, leaning up against the wall, having a chit chat here. It's like, how many figures can we cram into one scene to make it look semi-believable that we can sell? And I guess you end up getting this. Yeah, the floors <laughs> are so, they're way too similar as well, each floor. Um, Zoom in. The, 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 the top side looks interesting. Um, you know, maybe you could have done a good shot up there. But, uh, you know, it's still better than your average... Uh, toy catalog shot, I guess. It's just what oh. we've been used to. It's a bit ropey. What's happening in the cross section is almost kind of lets down the side. Like it's not 
it's not worthy of how cool the top like eighth of the mm. image is. I mean, you've got that amazing lens flare, you've got some smoke, you've definitely got like some Tupperware or something making up a it's uh, a satellite a dish, dish or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Satellite yeah. dish. I mean, how cool made a plane from a would pan. Look. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Up there, like, like some kind of like moonlight wire and like a, a, someone sneaking through there. That would be great. There's but yeah, shot. you look downstairs and all of a sudden, like the accessories are kind of awkwardly stacked on the sides. Yes. Have you noticed that? Yeah. What is quite interesting is that they've taken vehicle ordnance and kind of stacked it on the right side, but also mm -hmm. like not in a believable way. And it looks like <laughs> on that middle layer, right in the middle, they've got some giant clock or number <laughs> countdown. Casio. Yeah. Casio. Why is Shockwave walking with a cucumber up his ass? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You killed my not, boy. They're, they're... I know. And why is uh, why is Spirit's bird well. inside? Yeah, they're not posed well. That that those are posed in seconds. Like, okay, stand them up. Da, 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 da. Right, go. <laughs> yeah, Charbroil is also charging off, and I think they've tried to make a conceivable like elevator, mm. but they, not really. Like, Countdown's riding it, but uh, yeah, they they're looking to capture a hustle bustle busy scene and. And let's, you know, with a static shot, so hard to achieve that um, with all these figures. Obviously, they're meant to look like they're toing and throwing and, and walking, but it, it just looks like they're standing around rather strangely. Budo's pointing at a map on the bottom section, but the stem that the map is kind of on is like totally one of those um, balloons. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like mounting a balloon on a, a cup. Oh, yeah, the, the only positive thing I've I've got to say about this, or the thing that I love about it, is the lighting inside. Like, and, and not for any particular reason other than it just evokes serious nostalgia for me. It mm -hmm. really, it feels like that light is from the nineteen eighties. Like, mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. that that tungsten color that that just gets me. That that takes me away. But everything else, yeah, does pale in comparison to what's come before. Sadly, my positive spin on this is. As a child, you could conceivably make this. This is mm. your pit. It's literally just some planks of wood, um, some plastic piping mm -hmm. to shore them up, and like a gutted old VCR right in the middle with its yeah. <laughs> digital clock, like the numbers still there. Great. Right, should we crack on? Let's do yes, it. Please. Paul, you can read this one. It's nice and short. Cool. I'm on the reading chops for this one. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> the cobras are setting a new trap. Ambush in the ice. Once the cobras decided to take over the world, they don't just think about the weather or the climate anymore. Whether it is the energetic opposition of the G.I. Joes or freezing cold, nothing stops them. See, at minus 20 degrees Celsius, in the middle of Alaska, a swarm of annihilators swoops down on Stalker. It looks like a small army of locusts. Stalker is stuck. Enormous blocks of ice are in his way. Luckily, Windchill is also there. He comes rushing in his Arctic Blast, which can handle any terrain with its giant tires. Will he be able to destroy the Annihilators with his coaxial double cannon and free Stalker? Find out next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Did now anyone look, I, have I, the Arctic Blast? No. No. Oh, you did, Paul. I, I, I coveted it when I was a child. I looked okay. at it and CNA every day. I went there, 
And I was like, I'm going to buy this. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. It was 50 rands. I was like, yes, mom, I want the Arctic Blast. I want the Arctic Blast. And then one day I went there to CNA and it wasn't that it was gone. It's that they had something called the bug. And my focus Ah. went from Arctic Blast to bug. So I never got this vehicle. It was something I always wanted. And my buddy, Michael Kerrigan, he had it. So I got a bit of experience with it. But as soon as I could get my hands on one, I got one. So I was about to tear this one a new one, but now I'm kind of loving it because I've just clocked that stunning depth in the pool of water that Stalker Mm. is in and seeing the the way that sort of it goes down. That's fantastic. I think where it struggles is, is you see the bottom right where you've got that dude there. I think you need to have the same depth. It just doesn't look like he's a a lot higher up. Yeah, he's, he's, clearly meant, he, he's clearly meant to be up on a yeah, mountain yeah. top. Or, you know, not it, super high above, but it almost looks like on the same plane. Yeah. It's 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 a relatively Billy basic, isn't it? But it's mate, I'd probably lose that vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> um what do you think, Steve? Yeah, once again, you you're kind of forcing yourself to market a toy in this image, which is something that almost they try to get away from in the previous um, set of images. The reason being like everything's kind of very uh, in frame uh, and very neatly photographed. It's mm-hmm, definitely, mm-hmm. You, you, you're getting a product shot here. It's a very inspired product shot. It's certainly not as basic as it could be. You know, we're not mm-hmm. just seeing a row of guys and vehicles sort of statically posed in a diorama, like, whoa, new for 1991. Yeah. Um, yeah. But-, but it helps It helps with the right-hand side of the image being, you know, close-ups of the characters and the vehicle and, and a, a more traditional angled mm-hmm. shot of the vehicle. So you can see, ah, this is what we're getting. Here they are in a, in a, in a, a diorama scene. So I think those two pages do work well together. Agreed, and yeah. and as you said, Ben, that water is stunning. That's uh, that's what is that um, toilet cleaner, uh, <laughs> Drano or something? They pose, they pose the vehicle a little bit too close to the edge there, haven't they? Probably. <laughs> and where's he doing? It's a dead end. Looks like. Yeah, that's that's where my critique for this. Unless it's in, a though. tunnel underneath this ice shelf. I don't know. Yeah, the vehicle's too yeah. big, isn't it? I just think that that um, should have been darker, and then would have brought it closer to us and it would have given it a bit more depth to imply that you know that there's actually space for this vehicle to go because that's my my knee joke when i saw this was like okay this is cool but where's that arctic blast actually going it looks stuck so yeah it's, it's almost it's a it's a tight tight shot isn't it mm. probably punch out a little bit it's mm. difficult to see the logic of this scene and to be honest without the text translated uh, I would not know, you know, obviously the Annihilators are attacking here, but I wouldn't know the backstory that like that Stalker has reached a dead end and needs that block of ice moved, which seems mm. like something that you'd only achieve with some serious explosives, to be honest. Also, yeah. not the best angle for the Arctic Blast. Like, don't get me True. wrong, the Arctic Blast is not the most flattering vehicle in G.I. Joe's sort of armory, but... There are ways you could shoot this that make it look cooler than it is, and this is not it, in my opinion. I I don't know enough about lenses, but if we are dialing our minds back to the early '90s and the, the age of you know 
processing film and basically not knowing what you're shooting until until you you've got it um developed like you don't have the freedom to experiment with crazy racking of focus like mm -hmm. having an annihilator super super high up in you know in your face in the foreground and this kind of depth of field like you could do this far more dramatically if you had a more devil may care digital approach so given the limitations of the time i think this is a perfectly serviceable way of of selling you arctic vehicles and equipment with a unique spin yeah this yeah. top-down bird's eye view it's yeah it's challenge I, challenge accepted stuff man i struggle with the vehicle i, I it does it look, looks like a bit of a bag of bones doesn't it there's not much there to, as a kid, to, to, to get your hands on it's disappearing a spin, into a the bugger well you're like the next Which, vehicle to be fair it is but we're here like we go. Chief. way chief is setting it up red alert the gi joes are ready to respond to the smallest sign disaster the cobras are advancing from all sides at once battle stations recoil commands behind the controls of the thunderclap long range activates his target seeking infrared projector with skilled speed and readies his three cruise missiles with delayed ignition thunderclap is a vehicle with triple force a 170 degrees rotating gun turret a tracked vehicle equipped with three cruise missiles and a six-wheel trailer with machine gun backblast is in the cockpit of the radar rat at the controls of his three semi-active radar missiles wherever the vile cobras may come from the gi joes are ready to strike back who on earth would like to be in the shoes of a cobra in such a case <laughs> interesting Cute. shot this aggressive palette going on there it's mm -hmm. it's a lot of the same um i i don't know if it works or not is it too orange i don't know it looks like they're on mars yeah but, <laughs> but i quite like it i quite like the different yeah. hues on the same color palette and you you could say look that sun that yellow in the background is way too bright but i kind of like it and in the middle kind of focal point underneath the barrel they've kind of put this blur or dusty smoke effect there which That's i kind of like yes. uh, you like you though I'm, I'm like is it working is it not and every time I, I ask that question i think i do like it i think i do no i disagree i don't think it is working because they haven't matched all of the vehicles and troops they're not engaged with the lighting of that scene they almost look superimposed it doesn't look like a, a cohesive photo to me um, because you're not seeing shadows then yeah there's i i don't know it's just especially that that thing on the the right i think yeah, they would like... have benefited here slightly from where they've got the two figures in the lower portion um in in their kind of toy poses i think it would have benefited from having you're going to have to lose some of the text but having this vehicle in a smaller image bottom right so you can see all the pieces of it almost joined up together in like a in its this, in its mm... And it's normal. That is the problem with these vehicles that have multiple modes is yeah. if you're only going with one shot, you're going to never really get an idea of its full capabilities. I remember yeah. my understanding of the G.I. Joe Raider was way out of whack for a long time because I've never seen it as one unit. I'd always seen it broken up into its two separate pieces. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
Look, guys, for you, the sort of the, the surrogate headquarters of your G.I. Joe force was the Thunderclap. No, the no, Rolling, Rolling Thunder. Thunder. Thank you. Um, for me, it was this vehicle. So huge nice. nostalgia for the, the Thunderclap. A big-ass um, gun. It, a big-ass gun, but also it seemed to have a kind of a, a field headquarters feel to it because you'd set it up in a static position and have these patrol vehicles kind of orbiting it. Um, it was very much the center of my GI Joe uh, base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got yeah. multi, it's got, it can multitask kind of, you've got, like you say, the base with Sounds the massive great. long range capability, but then these other vehicles, like the one, I don't know if they've got individual, I guess they are, they are called individual parts. I can see their label, but what's the one in the top, top left, number two, that looks like a, you know the little half track vehicle or the tracked vehicle. Mm. Um, you know that looks pretty capable. It's not it's not a big vehicle by any means, but that looks like it can go into skirmishes and close up combat with some cobras. You know while you've got the base in another portion of your setup, so it feels like you could do a lot with this toy. Absolutely, that big, um, for a kid gun. of the later eighties and early nineties, like I never had a mauler or a mobat. This was the core of my my armored assault. And yes, these two vehicles from the Thunderclap were definitely frontline attack vehicles. Werbertide, they get destroyed because then how do you move your big gun? That was the big problem. But uh, yeah, man, I had hours and hours of fun using them as my my armored assault. And I can now see a little bit what you're saying, Ben, in that if I look at the rocks, particularly on the right-hand side of the image, it almost looks like they're a photo and then these, you know, and they've printed it out as a backdrop and then they've just plonked these vehicles in front well, of the photo almost. Yeah, because the sun is behind them. So they've lit the front as that's how the other side of these vehicles should be lit. But mm-hmm. they've they've obviously had to expose them so you can see them. Just looks all wrong. But that gun, that's like the big bastard gun the Germans built in like World War Two to fire over the channel. And just... um yeah, it's a big thing, isn't it? It's cool. Yeah, we, I the never saw that. the shells. Oh, you can see the shells. I never saw that in the UK. You, are those the shells down there? You can see the shells, and the shells yeah. have a kind of a breech loading mechanism. You drop them and, into that slot, and, and does they, it don't fire fire. they don't mm, fire. Okay. We got that a few years later. But what does happen is you kind of pull back on a, mm-hmm. a sliding tab, and it ejects the shell quite dramatically. So you can kind Ooh, of simulate... Lovely. <laughs> yeah, poor yeah, old, yeah, um, poor old. Is that back blast? Bottom right. He's drawn the shitty straw there, hasn't he? With that little vehicle with the big mouse ear. <laughs> oh, oh, unlucky. It's radar duty. He's yeah, on great. Oh, poor radar. Yeah, look, uh, my my opinion is kind of swung around on the radar because it's it's a bit of world building in the GI Joe mythology. Like if you are setting up an impromptu uh, airstrip, or if you are directing a massive artillery piece like it would be useful to have a single independent radar unit that you can drive up onto a a peak somewhere and just get radar coverage of the immediate area so you know the radar rats for all its faults you know at least on a basic toy level someone without you know as much uh, pocket money to hand you get to come away with a vehicle but then on a kind of an adult reasoning i'm like yes absolutely it fulfills a, a, a very valid function um, I have to, I have to make a mention of this before we change over. Is Backblast's um, name the Dutch name Onyocher? Uh, I love that because uh, when I saw that, I kind of 
laughed, but I like I had to hold it in because Stephen was reading. Um, in Afrikaans, like if you basically like somebody who's an onyakhet, basically it's just somebody who's looking to cause cuck all the time. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cuck and it's like I just saw that and I was just like, that's great. That's a great name for backblast. He's back looking blast. for shit. It sounds like he's got gas. <laughs> My dad made that joke. Oh boy, he was merciless. He's like, "Oh, what figure is that?" Oh, backblast. Hey, dude, well, you're, you're a dad now. You can officially make dad jokes. So, welcome to the club. Excellent. Right, should we move on? I'll read this one. Danger! Operation of destruction. Too late. At nightfall, a Toxo Viper commando under the command of Night Viper has penetrated GI Joe's hyper-accurate radar station. The computers and experimental programs are in great danger. Destroy everything is the order. But then you don't know the perseverance and the lightning-fast responsiveness of the G.I. Joes. Shh, keep it down. Lowlight hisses, who can see clearer in the dark than in daylight. I will grab the back three, shockwave whispers, recoil silent and decisive as always, and Mutt with his specially anti-cobra trained dog are ready for battle there we go <laughs> classic love too it late. that reminds these me of return of the jedi oh yes yes too these joes have made it in deep um, yeah what is it crazy house of clowns what's all the angles what the heck well, i don't know what's going on here what's with that right control that they pulled that over it's weird this shot What's going on? Chief, explain. Um, <laughs> you got it, Chief. Take this one. A lot of well, dishes in the background. Well, I was going to say, they've reused those dishes from the, from the <laughs> one where we saw uh, uh, number two. But yeah, I think this has fallen over. I think the right-hand side of this <laughs> computer terminal <laughs> bank has actually fallen over in shot and no one's bothered to just stand it up straight. They thought, ah, no one's going to notice. Let's just take the what, photo. Is it a stylistic choice? Or, <laughs> or like uh, S-Jub said, they didn't know. They took the photo. It fell over. They thought, ah, we got it before it fell over and they didn't realise till <laughs> later the, on. I've got a problem with all the Toxo Vipers holding their blasters. It's just annoying. <laughs> yeah. Nice use of um, speakers. What? That's what those dishes are. They're mm. gutted okay. speakers. Mm. Big old subwoofers. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's in the center of the image? Uh, it's a robot. <laughs> God knows. They took it out the of the cool, The coolest thing about this image is that hatch. That's rad. Yeah, that's that great. hatch is rad. Love a hatch. I also love the caution high voltage there on the side there. High which voltage. Is, which is what it, from wherever they pulled it from. I love that because it's like to scale, actually. <laughs> is it or is it not actually a sticker that existed on the appliance? No, that's what it is. It's a sticker that existed on the appliance. It just has the double feature of actually being mostly in scale to them. <laughs> you know? To me, that just... thing in the middle looks like a table and it's like they're having a tea party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Diabolical like body. <laughs> Something about the flooring design as well looks more like it's this for our scale and not these little guys. I don't know. Strange image, this one. Yeah, I like Something it from... that bugs me about the hatch is the fact that the pattern on the flipped side 
is the same as the floor pattern. Oh yeah, like it should yeah. be a different texture. Just now he's taking it out. They've carpeted the <laughs> underside of. Oh no, you're right. He could have slid it, I guess, rather than it flapping okay. on a hinge. He could have but then put it why up and it slid it propped like that because mm. they needed it to look like uh, it had been opened and was visible. If it was just laying flat, <laughs> I think the image wouldn't have had the same we effect. are the only people to talk about that hatch on planet earth i love that <laughs> all right okay well what about recoil's boomerang bowler gun Do you, are you guys familiar with this part of blue monstrosity oh, the gun oh is that mm. the one where it's, it's like top it's over like, and under uh, over and under yeah oh yeah yeah i can see it now yeah 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 that's a strange one yeah oh well <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more to add. Look, it's the, the the big win for me is Lowlight's pose. I love a little. Yeah, and he's yeah. lit really cool as well, isn't he? Yeah. For his outfit, point man. He's ready to uh, you know give the signal. It's kind of been transferred back. So Lowlight signaling, you can see Shockwave turn into signal as well. To <laughs> my, um how yeah. stealthy is Junkyard at this point? Like he's not breaking cover just yet, much as he'd want to. He's well, a maybe, well maybe that's dog. why maybe that's why the Toxos are all holding their weapons. They know that the alarm's been triggered. They're just trying to act casual. Ah, it's an worst ambush. Yeah. Worst Reverse ambush. Yeah. That Toxo in the top in front of the speaker cone, he's he's absolutely the worst posed. <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> but again, they did they carried on here that the, the the, from the Voltar one where he had his three lieutenants because the mention in the mm -hmm. text was under the leadership of the Night Viper or something like that. He's he's yeah, now yeah. they carried on this this story, this canon um, from the one of the uh, earlier images, which is cool. <laughs> that top left Toxo Viper shame. He, he does not know how to hold his weapon. He's like... Do you just want to hit pause here and acknowledge that there is clearly a difference between these two catalogs? Would you agree, agree, Chief? Oh yeah. You can't. Yeah, you can't sure. deny that there has something has changed here. Well, it's either but personnel clearly. that you know whoever was in charge of that shot is no longer there, and then they just drafted in other people to do it who who didn't either have the same money or time frame, maybe. Um, or skills, but it's definitely look. I'm not. I don't want to be the guy who slags off every one of these images because there's no. there is a there is a lot to like in every single one of them. Um, but having seen the first one, yeah, you can see the difference. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I I think they I think they've clamped down on the artistic license that they gave that first crew of guys. I think personally, and, and they've been like, look, we got to get more toys in there, lads. Yeah, but again, I don't know if this one particularly is going to sell more of the toys in this shot. I don't oh, I'm not saying it, it worked. I'm not no, saying okay. it worked at all. Right. <laughs> I'm um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hazard a guess that I think they probably went with the competition. Like they were like, okay, we've seen what uh, these guys can provide. Let's uh, let's undercut them and let's use someone else. You know, and the the imitation artists responsible for this catalog were exactly that they're trying their damnedest to imitate what had come before but yeah. just the care and attention to the detail that that we had in the previous year it's not evident here listen that computer terminal banks annoy me so i'm moving on to the next one chief you okay. may take away 
The G.I. Joes will not abide by the Cobra threat. We defend the bridge until their bitter end. Horrible! The Cobras are on a rampage, supported by two powerful war machines have targeted the bridge that provides them with a clear path to the G.I. Joe base. If those devilfish Cobras pocket the bridge, we are done for! Shouts downtown. He is already in his armoured vehicle, the formidable Pulverizer, and aims his power cannon. This will come in handy because Heat Viper is ready in his Devastator to bombard the G.I. Joe's side with his double barrel machine gun. From the impressive bug, Secto Viper gives orders to the Cobra unit in the bug's detachable spherical submarine. The dangerous bug, with his two removable jet skis, feels at home on the swampiest terrains. The G.I. Joe's final hour is here! Heat Viper chuckles. Luckily, the G.I. Joes have developed their latest battle hardware, the Raider! Hot seat behind his double laser cannon already has the filthy Cobras targeted in his infrared gun sight, who will emerge victorious from the battle for the bridge. Whoa, you mm. got to love the lighting on this one. They, mm. Just as I said, it wasn't artistic. Boom! Um, that has to be the best lit I've ever seen the Toxo Vipers. That is exactly how you should be sort of building a scene for those guys because the lighting is matching their get up isn't it incredible mm. i'm not so a massive fan of the lighting here oh chief classic it's chief. just too purple it's, just it's too, too pink purple what about that cool cave that's weird isn't it that's lovely light coming from there and also wait hang on what's the yellow under all of these oh is that the sand is yellow underneath that's weird that is cool. weird it's cool though I oh, wonder. you know what it is? They've got they've got two different lights, lights. like Fresnels, and mm. when you when you're casting shadow from the one light, you're picking up notes of the other. I don't know. Mm. Possibly spilling the shadows is like a full light. But love light. those two Toxo Vipers top left. Oh, only way to do stuff. Yeah, I love seeing the bug in one of these catalogs. It just makes me happy. Yeah, what is that? What is that thing? in the water by the bridge that's where they that that is that part of the bug is it detached yeah okay. yeah that's, yeah, that's, little, that's, that's where he corner. said that, that in the text where it says spherical submarine that's that bit i guess mm. nice. i mean cobra are gonna absolutely tear gi joe a new one here aren't they pulverizer's mm. uh, got a big gun yeah, the, and the Raiders not a, a slouch oh, sorry either. no wait a minute the, sorry the ra oh the, sorry the, the Raiders the one in the middle isn't it with the raised up missiles mm. okay sorry the raider is what i meant yeah look it's going to be an absolute bloodbath either way you cut it this is <laughs> way too close way too close <laughs> i think the only guy that gets away is the alley viper because he's like uh-huh and he shuts that hatch yeah yeah oh no what is he on some sort of flying skidoo thing yeah yeah <laughs> okay he's he's good i also dig the shots color and the lighting i love how synth wave it is uh, yes makes the devastator yes. and right right it's cool it makes the devastator and the pulverizer look good in my eyes at least mm, um, i can definitely makes, uh, it's like it's, it's actually kind of sad but the devastator on other catalogs looks very chintzy but here it actually looks like quite a full-body little vehicle it's way more appealing um here than i've seen it on, on other catalogs at least to it's me yeah I, just I, like... I would say it's hard to shoot the bug and make it look um sort of incorporate it into a scene and make it look like it's meant to be there. I think they've done a pretty good job with that toy. Mm -hmm. Although 
like you know everybody has a good side and i feel like that's not the good side of the bug i think oh, the really? side is a more attractive yeah way more attractive more it's got those hatches or... and and yeah i just find it more visually interesting and also like having the sub out is great because it speaks of the functionality but mm -hmm. i don't like that it creates that empty spot there and that that same applies to the raider the raider is actually a very cool looking vehicle when it's complete but when it's like that it looks chintzy as all hell so is, and, that, uh, is that, that that tracked thing at the top of the picture is that the front of the raider that's detached yes. yep. okay yeah yeah um, i think i actually mentioned earlier that's like i'd only ever seen the raider in yes. this format right but mm -hmm. if you see it all together it really just needed its own insert. We might get that a little later. Okay. But I will say one thing about um, Heat Viper, the direct translation of Fear Adder is yeah. Fire Adder. Fear so adder. it kind of jibes with, with the way Heat Viper was kind of almost misrepresented. Like he's not a flamethrower. He's a high explosive anti-tank Viper. But in a lot of media... They make that bazooka out to be, well, that missile launcher out to be a flamethrower. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So fire adder, kind of. So much better adder. than bottom adder. <laughs> Sorry, warm, warm snake. And um, speaking of the raider being intact in the very next spread, I'm reading this one. <laughs> you take it away, sir. It had me at Hrivel. <laughs> Horror! The Cobras are preparing to ruin an undersea explosive tests. Nothing to report, Muskrat. Okay, Lightfoot, give the dynamite to Deep Six. We don't have a second to lose. Spearhead, with these loyal Lynx Max by his side, gives a final order for an unprecedented underwater test with explosives. Deep Six, the guy who works below sea level, takes a dive to adjust the explosives. Three meters underwater. But what the G.I. Joes don't know yet is that they are being carefully watched. Heat Viper and Frag Viper. Cobra specialists in pyrotechnics and everything related have concealed themselves and are hatching a relentless offensive. If Muskrat doesn't see them coming, the G.I. Joes may pay dearly for it. Sorry. The rain, like... boys. The rain. Yeah, the drop, the beads and the droplets. It's got How some atmosphere, this one. Yeah, Deep Six I'm... and Lightfoot are going to be mullered here because when Heat Viper fires that, that high explosive round at short range... Um... <laughs> That's, yeah, that is spag bowl yeah so <laughs> and they've so got this explosives is this... this is bad news yeah. for everyone three, well, unless he's already planted the explosives i think three meters down they said so oh, unless he's, what are he's in planted crates, it he's coming man. back up what are in the know. crates then so it looks it looks like they've repurposed a, a sticker from a maggot on the one uh the one that says five that's a maggot sticker and then there's a, a warthog beware of blast sticker on the other uh, anyways lovely details but yes absolutely it's going to be once again bloodbath yeah how have they what done the we... rain there in 1991 practically must be but hey it, it does show you that actually the way we think of raindrops is incorrect like the the, the m there's more volume at the top of a raindrop than the bottom yeah the body of water probably needed some it looks like it's raining pretty heavy. It should have some splashes, shouldn't it? Like, um, uh, true. What's that top left vehicle? It's the, the Raider. 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 Yeah, that looks fantastic driving through there, coming out right. there. Very imposing. Amazing. Just the, just the color of it, how it matches the scene. The rain does look a bit sort of flat, like it's on the, the, the foreground, the front of the image. Um, but it's, it's cool. 
I was going to say, if you didn't buy a Raider from the previous page, this is the page that sells the Raider, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I look could... at that, and that that reaction you had is exactly it. That's like, yeah. what is that vehicle? Because it's completely different. I, I, just, I love the way the guns are slightly offset from each other as well. Yeah. The, the figs yeah. could be a little grubbed up, maybe. That might look yeah. cool. Mm. I, think, I think this is a tricky one because, you know... They've done well to incorporate a lot of story and stuff going on in this image. I was thinking, is it a bit too cramped? Maybe, but I'm willing to kind of forgive that because, you know, I, I like the setup here. I think it's telling enough of a story. Whereas the um, second image we saw with the three floors where there was just tons and tons of Joes, there was no story to that at all. Whereas at least here... You know, even if you can say maybe it's a bit overcrowded, but I like the story that's being told here, so that's cool. Yeah. Can we have a moment for the foliage? This yes. is a very, very well dressed set. It's yeah. it's so populated with different textures. And now, it looks damp it, it, and wet, doesn't it? It looks yeah, so it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if this was a reuse of some of that foliage from the first catalogue, maybe mm. that they yeah. still had on hand. Um the ladder, I mean, the sort of the, the walkway looks a little bit uh, too clean. Looks a bit plasticky, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it it's looks like dolls that you get at a craft store. Like, it doesn't look like a piece of jungle. I think the colour's wrong. It's too light. Wood that's been there for, for years and years. Mm. Okay. Mm. Good shot, though. There's one more thing about the shot that I really do like as well. Um, I Deep like six going three meters down. <laughs> going three meters down. Slightly um, misused. I just dig the, I love the angle. I like that like sort of semi low angle. Uh, I, I feel like to me, this has been probably the most exciting shot that I've seen so far. Um, sorry for spoilers, but yeah, I'm really digging this. I can really get into there. And I love that little bridge. It's great. And also, Stephen, with a bit of Afrikaans in your brain as well, check out Deep Six's name. Kirk Force. <laughs> Kirk Force, yeah. I like, <clears throat> Kirk means nothing, uh, to, uh, at least it means nothing in Afrikaans that I know of, but it's just, it just sounds very funny. It almost sounds like he's, yeah, it's kind, it's kind of a rude, it, it sounds kind of rude to me in a funny way. Kirk Force. I don't mean it Second. like as a slight on the language, it's just like in Afrikaans it comes across as like, for me, it just reads as like kinky sausage, <laughs> even though it's spelled <laughs> yeah. differently. But yeah, force. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> hey, okay. The Cobra base, confidential. Our special mission discovers an ultra-secret Cobra base during an extraordinary reconnaissance mission. Scoop and rock and roll with thirty kilograms of video equipment and a hefty dose of agility invaded a secret Cobra base. You'd be amazed how much there is to see. Right in front of them is an overwhelming Cobra artillery setup. Cobra Razorbacks with their armor plates, steel armament, and 360 degrees rotating bulletproof gun turret. A bunch of Cobra Hiss tanks with their ultra laser machine gun. All this is being closely guarded by the Annihilators, a sort of hybrid man and helicopter who go off on anything that moves. Image and sound specialist Scoop shoots razor sharp photos on which every centimeter of the secret base is being mercilessly recorded. Headquarters will be pleased. Latest news! We just learned that the Razorback also has missile firing capability. 
I was informed by Snowcat Ron that the last bit of that blurb actually refers to the European Razorback coming with a spring-loaded missile launcher, which wasn't part of the standard release, but it being 1991, Europe was trying to incorporate the spring-loaded features that were then quite commonplace in the American releases. I like everything about this except rock and roll and, and scoop. They just do not Aww. need to be there. Well, I love that. The best thing for me is the um, that, alley vipers running out of that tunnel. That's how you make a figure. You pose it. I mean, they look like they're running. Mm-hmm. They look fantastic. Um, I love that Paul, fang. Is that, that fang. is that a fang too in the middle? That is a fang too. I, do, yeah. I like the angle of it. I like the fact that it's out of focus. Um, looks like it's flying. Um, I love, even though you can tell that, you know, these... The, the the anti-tank um, devices and these little sort of tunnels in the background, you can tell that they've been, you know, built maybe by a seven-year-old. I still like them. They look cool. Um, I love the deep background. Yeah, the, 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 the I, alley I don't, I don't running. Like the I like all of it, but just accept those two Joes. No, I don't like the annihilators. They look like they've, they're being hung. <laughs> they look like they've been <laughs> hung, but you, but yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't need... see the... Um... <laughs> Yeah, they just a simple bend of the knee a little bit. I think would that would one in the middle. He's more dead. Natural. <laughs> yeah. His neck's slumped over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's flying into battle. Like, mm. I like rock and roll and scoop in that foreground sort of uh, yeah, lit very cliff face. Nice. I dig yeah. that because it reminds me of the Texan video game uh, when you get into that mountain level and it does this sort of like parallax scrolling thing with your character. But it reminds me of that, and it sort of sets the stage for me that this whole thing is very video game-like, which I really love. Also, love all the colors. I feel like this pulls off that sunset vibe a lot better than the previous one that we looked at that also was very red with the thunderclap. Um, I have got one weird issue, and when you guys pointed out the Annihilators, it brings us up more. That uh, that Fang 2 is out of scale. In fact, that whole backdrop, I think, as a 2D, is actually a print. Um, it's, like, flat. It's an actual backdrop. And I think it was shot at a different scale. Like, if you look at the size of that Fang 2 in relation to the stuff in the foreground, and you look at the size of the guy's head in there versus the stuff in the foreground, he should be closer to us in the plane, but he's not. And also, parts of him are behind that uh, radar dish. Like, that one missile is behind the radar dish. So, there is... There's a whole bunch of special effects stuff going on there with that fang too. You're right, and, Paul. Yes, the, the 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 dish should be behind that red yes. missile. And also, Weird. I think, and I think those annihilators aren't hanging on anything. I think they were actually shot like that on a on a solid on a flat surface, and then actually cut out and and inserted in the in the final for this because they did do that. So. Huh. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I tell you what, I do like I, uh, that target who's kind of waving in the um, the, the razorback. Uh, the razorback, yeah, yeah, or kind of mm. saying, "Well, we'll stop, stop. You've come far enough." I like, I like that little touch. Look, Paul, until you pointed out that the emperor was not wearing any clothes. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, look, it's I have no problem with um, with a, a bit of trickery. Uh, I love the deep background. This is a major, major right? cover installation. So I love cool. the feeling. I'm just being technical. It's a big base. Yeah, a lot going on, and like it's just chaos. Everybody yeah. at it. Can the His 2's back gate extend all the way to the ground like that, or do they kind of no snap snap it off and then re rejoin it? 
It's yeah. like the major irritation of that figure of that vehicle is that it doesn't do that all the way. Well, these guys thought to do that. The toy stylist, as I like to think of him or her, thought this is garbage. Let's actually have the gate come all the way down so we can have this kinetic movement up the ramp for the alley vipers. Yeah, that's my favorite element. Shall we move on, gents? Yes. Shall I take this one? Space. Please, Ben. Oh, I'd love it, Ben. Ooh. Okay. Alert in the stratosphere, a swarm of targets is descending on the Crusader. There is definitely a problem in the stratosphere. The Crusader, G.I. Joe space shuttle, is being bombarded by a small army of human meteors. The targets are a formidable Cobra combat unit. They possess the speed of a missile, a special trans-atmospheric suit, and a ceramic heat shield. But Countdown can't be kept down long. He is an astronaut at NASA and feels better at home in space than on Earth. If things get out of control, he will just jump into his one-seater reconnaissance jet with anti-radar reflection, attack the targets in the back, and eliminate them with his 20-millimeter cannon. What, what's with the fairy dust? Is that, that's not meant to be the star field, is it? What's, mm-hmm. Chief, come on. Um, I see yeah, your eyes. You're looking. It, you're looking confused. It is meant to be the star field. Of course it is. But I mean, I don't know what kind of galaxy he's in here because that is a lot of stars in the sky, very closely grouped together, and what the globe the and the earth. The, the earth seems to have writing on it. I, yeah, I was going to ask. Like, Guys. is it in English for me and like another language for other people who look at the Earth from space? Because. <laughs> But it's it's in a kid's bedroom vibe. Have they crossed? Have they they gone through the looking glass on this one? It's interesting. It's, I feel well, like a lot again, of this catalog does. It's mm. what Steve was saying earlier. You know, we had those the 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 night sky shots from the previous one with the what was it with the night raven we had, and then the um, uh, X nineteen X nineteen sorry, and that shows you how you do a, a black sky um, aerial shot, and here. They've like right. It's a, it's a, in space, so we're going to need stars. We need to we need to reinforce this in space. So let's put a globe in the corner. Um, and yeah, yeah, but they're not morons. They obviously know what that looks like, Chief. I mean, they know that that's going to give it a certain look. Uh, oh, you say? I, I can uh, only say that. Yeah, maybe the brief really was to. Okay, guys, you've impressed us in the last catalog. Let's let's scale it back and let's make it a more achievable look for a child, an aspiring child. Reminds me of Moonraker. Yeah, but they haven't oh. even used the best angle of the vehicle. Um, there's too much. You know, you want that bigger with less of those targets in the in the frame, don't you? Mm. But then then you're going to run into that globe, <laughs> which is clearly in the foreground. <laughs> Come on. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I love it's... the concept of the shot. I just think the execution is poor. Sorry to be the technical guy. And also those but stars absolutely. are brighter than it's, everything it's else. It's Moonraker. Yeah, it's like, also like Ben like immediately keyed in on those stars. And it was like, and it's because they are so bright. They actually dominate. They overwhelm the lighting of everything else. So you're also, you're drawn to them. And it's actually at, uh, to the detriment of the figures as well. Like they don't get the, the, the love they deserve. My favorite part of this is the little, um, basically it's the Night Raven craft, but it's the little, the little spaceship, tiny little one. The with Avenger. Like little bit of, 
Yeah, there we go. That's what it's called. Thank you, Stephen. Mm. Um, right. I love that blue lighting on it. I love that. If you like, if you put your hand over, over most of the shot and you just focus on that, that just looks so cool. I like that. But otherwise, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love how Countdown has just—he's just leapt into the void. I mean, it's it's evident that the targets are kind of under some kind of powered flight, but uh, in Countdown's case, he's really just pushed off. I love the shot of mm. Countdown on the right-hand side of the catalog, like the one without the background. I like that pose. I think he looks pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Really like that. Yeah. 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 Gonna go and blow up an asteroid in like a base movie. <laughs> um, like the targets, can we just talk briefly about their function? Because strictly speaking, they're not astronauts. This isn't Destro's space trooper. These guys are infantrymen. They're meant to fight on the ground. They're just mm -hmm. deployed in the upper atmosphere and then drop onto their target. So like this is massaging them into a different role. And it's yeah. probably one that most kids <laughs> did. Uh, yes. Did you have this figure as a child, guys? Target, yeah, yeah. I've got him I've now. Got him right here. Jeez, oh, all right. Jeez, well, that was good, wasn't it? Right on cue. So, were they effectively space troopers for you, or did you use them on in sort of ground no. incursions? I don't think space. we ever. We never did. I never did space play. No, I got five of these suckers. I was troop building. What? Yeah, man. Nice. I had a complete. Hard, I had a hard on for anything Destro. Oof. Don't tell yeah. Destro. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I, I kind of prefer to play with these guys in a, a kind of like um you know jet the jump troopers. Yeah, like the jetpack um troopers from Battlefront Chief, where this isn't necessarily sustainable for a long like actual flying like this. It's more it's like, like a, a short a... jump. Yeah. yeah. And you've got Sweet. these wings to give you some stability. Um like assault troopers in and out. Yeah, yeah. I had Countdown, my buddy Rob had Target, and I must admit we just used them as jetpack troopers. They were just swooping around the battlefield, yeah. flying around and sniping. Yeah. Fodder. Loved the detail on the backpack of the Target that clearly indicates like ammo. Um, take it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. careful to take this sucker off. I've got Ooh. a habit of um, breaking them on the, the show, no less. Yes, lovely. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, that could, they, they could have gotten away of having nothing on there. I know. Very it great says ammo. Detail. Ammo, exactly. And it, it clearly has sort of a bullet belt running to a, a barrel. Love it. Um, I'm going I'm I'm to be a real... Uh, douche? Yeah, douche. Uh, I've got right. missed calls from my solicitor and my estate agent and my buyer. So Well, in that um, case, we'll have to come to back those. for Ben Hulux 1991 Part 2. So, um, apologies. That's fine. Guys, thank news. you once again for joining news. me. Um, yeah, you know, it, that big sale might have come through. Um, if anyone's in the dark, Chief is trying to sell his house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess we've been talking G.I. Joburg, and we're out of time, because we're the out of time is something like that. We're coming back. <laughs> I think there's about six more to discuss. We did nine there, I think. We've got six more, so... So we will be back indeed. Thanks for joining us once again, guys. This has been a G.I. Joburg Talking Joe Out of Time special. And uh, catch you in a few. Yo, Joe! Cheetah Force! Ladies. <laughs>